order to know what's false, we first need to know what's true. And in our last episode, we began looking at some fundamental truth about being a Christian. Here's Pastor David with more. All right, number five. Those who are saved will be with God forever, and those who will not follow Jesus will be separated from God forever in hell. That's not the most fun one of all the ones we have to talk about, but it's true, and it's what Christians have always believed. Are there Christians who believe something different than that? Yes. I'm not talking about what they're... I mean, are there people who believe something different than that? Yes. Am I saying that if they believe that they're not saved or whatever? I'm not getting into that. Again, please don't email me. So this, this people believe that. I'm just telling you, historical Christianity has to have a definition. Okay? This is something that clearly Jesus believed, as I will show you. And this is something that Christians have believed. Matthew 25, 44 through 46. Then they will also answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Revelation 21, 5 through 8. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There's a lot more. Now, all of us are in that list, but we've been saved. We've been saved. But those who want to remain in that list, they're going to hell. It's something that Christians believe. It's a very sobering thing that Christians believe. It's the type of thing that should motivate us to be very serious about going to these people in the world who we love, who Christ loved, who he died for, and trying to help them to know Jesus. Because this is what will happen if they do not. Number six, Jesus is the only way to be saved, forgiven, justified, and free. Only those who call on the name of Jesus Christ will be saved. Okay, this is, people get worked up about this, it's called exclusivity. There's one way, it's through Jesus. Not five ways, not two ways, not a thousand ways. One way, through Jesus, okay? John 14, six, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Pretty simple. Romans 10, 8 through 11. But what does it say? The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Acts 4, 10 through 12. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. 
This is what Christians believe. It's kind of in the name. Christians, right? We're not Christian everythings. We're not Christians plus. Christ is central to being a Christian and Christian belief. Number seven, that God created men and women in his own image and likeness. Men and women. Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This is fundamental. Now, there are a number of other things that Christians believe, okay? And again, for the sake of being really clear, I am talking about the things that define Christianity. If you were going to make a definition in the dictionary, you would say these things. If someone wants to veer off of that path, they can be called something, but it's not Christianity. It's not historic, orthodox Christianity. All right. So there's a number of other things, but... But I mentioned these ones to start because these are all things that some progressive Christians reject. Now, I've got to warn you that progressive Christianity can be very slippery. Okay? Uh, it's hard the way that some of these folks talk to kind of pin them down to what they really believe. They, they don't always like to define things well um, or well enough to have a reasoned discussion that kind of gets anywhere. And so you may find somebody who says, I'm a progressive Christian, and you say, well, do you believe this? And they go, well... What do you mean by that? You know, and they kind of get into this thing. So, so you know, you kind of got to nail people down. The problem is, is you can't communicate if there's not definitions. You say bicycle and I think unicycle, we're not communicating. Okay? So it it's, can be hard with it, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the general, the general thing. Okay? Because there's a lot of mushy thinking in general in postmodernism and progressive Christianity, as with the other things that we've talked about, going to be talking about here, they all, that string goes through Postmodernity, postmodernism, right? There is no truth. There are no big stories. We can't really know anything, blah, 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 all that. Except that there is no truth. We can know that. Anyway, they do that whole thing, right? So sometimes um, postmodern thinkers and particularly uh, progressive Christians sort of play it like um, they don't want to deal with your logical arguments because they've sort of progressed past that. They're above them, right? They're above logic. It's like, mm, I don't think that works that way. God's not above logic. In fact, I can't think of many more logical uh, books than the Bible. If you read the New Testament, it's like, point, point, therefore, conclusion. Point, point, therefore, conclusion. God, so apparently God's not above logic, since it flows from who he is. So when they've gotten outside of it and above it, and they kind of, you know, there's butterflies flying around, and they've got the whole thing on. Look, it's just not reasonable. So if they're above logic, but you still want to talk to them and say, well, you'll have to just deal with me. I've got to deal with it logically. See if you can make it work. Um, but that's how some people are, okay? And I'm not saying that to make fun. I'm just telling you that's how some of them talk, okay? They'll say things like, um, I'm not a black and white thinker or an either or thinker. That's for less mature people. Mm. The problem is, is that they are right or they are wrong about that. Either they're right or they're wrong, Right? So there's only a couple of ways to think about things. There's no backing out of either or thinking. It's either true or it's false. No, it can be both. No, it can't. No, it can't. This is fundamental. I could teach this to a four-year-old. And I'm not saying they think like four-year-olds. You have to understand, very smart people have been, have been uh, kind of sucked into this kind of thinking. But the truth is, you got to kind of like clear the smoke out of the room and go, no, 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 no. Either or, true, false. If two things say, if I say Jesus is God and you say Jesus is not God, we can't both be right. 
One, we've said things that contradict, the old law of non-contradiction. We've been through this before. Two things that say the opposite thing cannot be both true at the same time in the same way. Now, um, they, they don't believe all the same things, okay? Um, so I'm going to help you understand the main themes of what progressive Christians say they believe. Uh, I'm going to give you these seven points that I just gave you, and I'm going to tell you kind of what they believe about them. Now, let me be clear about what's happening here. I'm going to go through this relatively quickly because it's already 11:19, And so I'm going to go point, point, point. And I'm going to give you the general thing that they believe about it. Next time, the plan is we're going to go through and I'm going to talk about sort of the spiritual drivers and the psychological slash sociological slash philosophical drivers that make people or that have led people into this type of thinking. Then we're going to go after that, Lord willing, that we get to there. The next thing would be, I'm actually going to go through these things, help you to understand the doctrines that we believe as Christians well, and then so that you're solid, so that when I show you what they believe, you can see why it's false. Okay? So that's going to take a while, but let's get through this part first, one thing at a time. First, Christians believe the scriptures are God's word inspired by God. The scriptures are to be followed. Many progressive Christians say they believe the Bible. They do. But they don't mean what you mean when you say you believe the Bible. It's not what they mean. What they mean is that they believe that the Bible is kind of worthwhile. There's some worthwhile things about it. They often reject certain books or certain authors, certain writings. It's kind of the writings of men who were overly affected by their culture. And, and they, you know, if they really, if they lived in 2021, they'd think about it like we do. That's kind of the way that they think about it, okay? Um, they often do not consider the Bible to be authoritative. Right, what we read about the Bible, that it's useful for doctrine, correction, reproof, etc., they would not agree with that. They would not agree with that. They would say it's not authoritative in their life, or if it is authoritative in their life, then it means what they think it means, which is usually somehow works out to um, be exactly what they want it to mean. Um, so that's what they believe about the Bible. Number two, God is one God in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The view that some progressive Christians have of Jesus would be closer to believing he's just a man and that God somehow was involved, but like God can be involved with you that way too. Uh, there's a lot of that going on. Not all of them. Some of them do believe Jesus was God. Um, but it makes the belief, they kind of make the belief that Jesus was God untenable in the way that they talk about Jesus. Some progressive Christians would get around this by taking on some sort of view um, of God that would be like pantheism or panentheism, which um, the beliefs of pantheism and panentheism are in order. Beliefs that God is everything, so that, you know, this is God and that's God, you're God and this one's God, that type of thing. Or panentheism, that God is sort of in everything. Everything's kind of a part of God and it's flowing in and out of him, that kind of a thing, right? Sort of this new age uh, mindset. These are both false beliefs. If you didn't know that, oh, glad you came today. These are both false beliefs. God created everything, and he is not his creation. He is not his creation. God is eternal. God created. He is not his creation, okay? He's everywhere. He is not everything, okay? All right. Number three, Jesus Christ is incarnate. Is God incarnate? All man and all God, born of the Holy Spirit, and the Virgin Mary. We already saw some progressive Christians do not believe that Jesus is God. Some also do not believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin. He wasn't born of Mary. Um, some believe that he was born of a virgin, but don't think it's important at all. Like, you can believe it, not believe it. Like, that seems really important. That seems like an important point. Because that doesn't happen every day, right? I've never seen it. Um, so that, that would be an issue for them. Now, again, 
Lord willing, we'll get into that later. Number four, that Jesus Christ died for our sins and his sacrifice paid the price so that we could be reconciled to God. This is an incredibly important place where they disagree with Christianity. Okay? Progressive Christians tend to reject the belief that Jesus died for our sins. Some of them would even reject the idea of sin. They would reject the idea of fallenness, of the fall, that we are sinful in general, that we're born into sin and that that Christ saves us from it. Um, They would describe what happened on the cross if we were to believe that it paid for our sins, then they would describe that as divine child abuse, which is just silliness, right? Christ is fully God and willingly went to the cross following the will of his father. This is not divine child abuse. This was the atonement that has given you the opportunity to be saved. So as to the atonement, as to the idea that Christ died for our sins, they reject. Okay? They reject it. Number five, those who are saved will be with God forever, and those who will not follow Jesus will be separated from God forever in hell. Many progressive Christians believe in universalism or universal reconciliation. Okay? And that's the, those two are in order. Either all roads lead to heaven or Jesus is the way, but eventually all people will call on the name of Jesus and be saved. Some point in the future. Like, they'll die, but they'll still come back. Like, they, he will eventually reconcile all to himself or universalists. Just all roads lead to heaven. You do you. Both of these views will believe, do believe that no one goes to hell. Everyone goes to heaven. That's, that's both of these views, okay? False. We'll talk about it, Lord willing, later. Number six, Jesus is the only way to be saved, forgiven, justified, and free. Only those who call on the name of Jesus Christ will be saved. Again, some progressive Christians are universalists, so they definitely don't believe that. They believe that always lead to heaven, right? Others who do believe Jesus is the only way uh, believe that it doesn't matter if you live and die without calling on Jesus because somehow he's going to reconcile everybody anyway at the end, okay? And, and I, there's a lot that goes into the mindset. This is particularly psychologically interesting, the reason that people pick up on this, and, and I can understand. I think all of us can understand why they want to get there, okay? But you'll also see how flawed it is. All right. Number seven, that God created men and women in his own image and likeness. Now, I don't think very, very many progressive Christians would immediately react negatively to this belief. If you said, did God create all men and women in his image and likeness? They'd probably say, yeah, sure. Um, but many progressive Christians tend to agree with the culture on things like the modern sexual ethic, LGBTQ, that type of thing, transgenderism, abortion. Um, not all of them, but many of them uh, tend to agree with the culture on all those issues. All of those issues are directly against God's design in creating men and women in his own image and likeness. They are sins against the created order. God has done things. He has told us how they're to go. We don't get to tell him. It doesn't work that way. And I have incredible, incredible empathy and sympathy for people who struggle with all kinds of stuff in this area, okay? Whether it's LGBTQ issues, you know, and transgenderism, whether it's, uh, you know, abortion and situations people have been in like that, I have an incredible incredible empathy. What I don't have is the ability to say it's okay just because I have that empathy. I do love people. There are people who I love. Some of, some of the humans that I love desperately are sexually immoral people. Okay? In every... I mean, there's a, a whole list I could give you. Okay? It's not just on the LGBTQ side or whatever. Uh, people who are male, female can be sexually immoral. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but... <laughs> A lot, okay? I have incredible sympathy and empathy for folks who struggle with all kinds of things. But I cannot change 
creation because I'm not God. I cannot change what God has called us to do because I'm not God. And I do understand that some of us are called to different sacrifices than others. Now we're going to get into all that, Lord willing, again. But that would be against their, their views on going with a culture, kind of with whatever. Some of them, uh, surprisingly far down the road, were like even, even our culture wouldn't go as far as some of them do with kind of the sexual ethic that they're willing to accept. Because at some point, when you don't have a foundation for morality anymore in the scripture and in God, you sort of don't have a foundation to say anything is wrong, right? The word wrong starts to lose its meaning if there's no standard. So anyway, again, stay tuned. That's all we're going to cover on progressive Christianity today. Um, I have a lot more to say about these things, a lot more, as you can probably guess. And Lord willing, in the coming weeks, we're going to do that. Um, But you can see why progressive Christianity has some popularity, right? It's not hard to figure that out. Um, you get to agree with the world on pretty much everything and still claim Christianity. I can see why that's a popular viewpoint. It's a very human viewpoint, but it's a popular one. Here's an important point that I want you to think about, not just with progressive Christianity, but with any belief that's out there. Okay, Any belief that the world celebrates is not the gospel. Any view that becomes popular in the fallen world is not the gospel. It's easy. Ask yourself this question. If I told the culture what I believed, would it upset them? If the answer is no, what you believe is not the gospel. The gospel is countercultural. Jesus is countercultural. Jesus shakes things things up. He comes against us. He comes against the things that we're building up in ourselves and the kinds of things that we believe and the kinds of things the world wants to believe. He comes against all of that and turns it upside down, even against the religious rulers who want to take religion and do crazy things with it. He comes against them even harder. If people are happy with your beliefs, they're not the gospel. They're not the gospel. And I'm talking about when I say people, I mean the world. The gospel offends. It tells people they're sinners. It tells people they're lost and spiritually dead. Not a great way to start a conversation if you want to make people happy. It tells them God is in charge and they are not. It also tells them that they're loved by God. It also tells people that they can be saved, redeemed, forgiven, free. It tells people they're special. It gives them a purpose. It tells them they're made in the image and likeness of God and made for good works. Made for the kingdom. We all desire the kingdom because our heart longs for the king of kings. They do too. They do too. But they're offended when we tell them, if you're going to serve the king, you got to serve the king. If Jesus is going to be Lord, it's got to be Lord. God is in charge and you're not. That's the gospel. Tells them that God loves them so much that while they were sinners, Christ died for them and rose again, defeating hell and death and sin. It's pretty amazing, the gospel. It's beautiful and it's glorious and it's offensive. It's offensive. (laughs) They killed him, remember? It was offensive. It was offensive, but he rose again, praise God. Progressive Christianity is not beautiful or glorious. As we will see, Lord willing, over the next few weeks, progressive Christianity elevates humans, elevates man, elevates the will of man, and devalues God. That's what it does. Ultimately, 
any false teaching is going to do something like this. It does not see God as a wonderful, powerful, all-loving, consuming fire, but as something else, something entirely different. Do not be persuaded. There is only one name under heaven by which men can be saved. So do you need a Savior? Have you found yourself wrapped up in beliefs that don't line up with the truth that Pastor David talked about today? If so, we'd love to help. Call us at 360-885-9000. Or even better, come see us at Axe Church this Sunday morning. Easy directions and all the info you need are just a click away at axechurchnw.org. Hope to meet you this Sunday. And I hope you'll join us next time as we continue this series, White Lies with Pastor David Robinson, here on Contemplate.